Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bigley and Murata. Social Studies, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, 9 o'clock is here. It's time for us to start exploring what's going on on our Twitter account at Bickley underscore Murata. Social Studies is what we call it. A lot of fun. And here to preside over the fun is Sarah Cazell. Hi, Sarah. Oh, it's going to be so fun today, guys. Definitely not tense. Definitely not Cardinals fans screaming into the void. <laughs> It'll be great. All right, welcome in. We're on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. Uh, as we always do the day after a Cardinals game, we start off by asking this open-ended question. Guys, what is your biggest takeaway from the team's loss to Seattle? You've shared yours, Bick. You want no, coaching only change. Only for the last three yes, hours, yeah. yes. My yeah. biggest one, look, I, I'm not going to disagree with Bick, um, but beyond that, the season is not salvageable. The Arizona Cardinals are what they are. They are a talented group of players that have formed an underachieving and poorly coached team. That's my biggest takeaway. Yeah. yeah. They, and at the, at the bottom of it all, as has been pointed out to me by a very smart person, every football team in the NFL that's any good, they have something that they always do very good. Yeah. The Cardinals don't. Yeah. They have what is the nothing at all card? that's there every single week. That is true. Yeah. Walter M. agrees with you, Vince. He says another wasted season. Good thing the K&K contracts were extended. I don't know what the Cardinals would do without them. The K and K and K. Yes. Well, all got contract extension. In, indeed. Uh, Saul Bookman says his biggest takeaway is that Cliff Kingsbury's ceiling is he needs a perfect team only to get blown out in the playoffs. Uh, Jake Jeffries says every single week I find myself lowering my expectations for this bag of blank team. Blank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pancake Rodeo. <laughs> I love when Pancake Rodeo tweets us. I'm just tired of defending Kyler Murray as some sort of transcendent quarterback when he has never showed anything to validate that potential. Yes, he can scramble. That's just a novelty at this point. He is physically incapable of throwing intermediate passes in the middle of the field. What do you guys think about that tweet? Um, I don't dis- I don't agree with the last part. I think he's uh, repeatedly shown that he's thrown intermediate to short passes over the middle of the field. Yeah. Not all of them are complete. Kyler Murray is not a problem in terms of not having talent and, and being disappointing. He's a problem in that he's not being coached and he's not being held accountable and he's a very reluctant runner. As Kyle Vandenbosch said, that's that's on Kyler. He's just, a, he's always looking for the softest, quickest landing and the one game that he didn't, it was a, it was a game for the ages against the Raiders. So you've got to get, the beauty of Sean Payton is he is a hard-ass coach, mm-hmm. and he, he's not going to tolerate stuff, mm-hmm. and and so that's what they've got to do. They've got to address this because it, this is not going to get better. Right. Mario Pinedo says this is the most frustrating team the Phoenix slash Arizona Cardinals have ever put on the field, and wow, that's a special group right there. There have been worse teams, he writes, but this team has pieces and potential, and they are 
wasting their effort, I will say, because I don't think I can use that phrase every single game. <laughs> the people are not holding back today. They absolutely are not. You can just away. tell by the amount of comments we got in each of these questions that they're fired up the listeners. Yeah. Yes. Last one uh, for our first question. Again, your biggest takeaway from the Cardinals loss to the Seahawks. Scott Rowan writes, I now know why Larry Fitzgerald walked away from football. Ooh. What do you think about that? That I, I saw that I saw that observation. I don't know if it's from him, but it might have been. And we talked about that. Back yeah, in the listen. Day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, um, yeah, Larry. I've always said Larry's got incredible vision. And yeah, I, I'm quite certain there was a lot of stuff that that went into that. Yeah. He looked around and said, "This ain't happening. This is not gonna work." I'm not going down with all of you. <laughs> Bye, nerds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, nerds. Every man for themselves. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next question. Uh, equally full of ire, what was the most frustrating play or moment in the game yesterday? We spent some time on the one Greg Dorch play with the two forward passes. Yes. Yeah. That was frustrating in the moment, but again, it was a third and 17 play. Are they really going to salvage that? It was just kind of a, a sig- I, I guess maybe that's the answer because it Is was it, okay. a signal of deeper issues. And what transpired afterwards with, you know, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury's you know, explanation of what was supposed to happen, and Kyler Murray just saying, "Nope, that's on Greg. He's got to throw it back." Yeah, I, I want to get back into that. That's that 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 play is just so symbolic of everything, from the lack of communication to the lack of accountability to the lack of execution to just ridiculously poor design and deployment. It's 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 all there. And then not taking ownership when it doesn't work after yeah, the game. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Keith Hegman says, "Oh, when the Cardinals needed 18 yards on third down, and they threw it." behind the line of scrimmage. That was the most frustrating play for him. Uh, Kyler's fumble says Red knows he never secures the ball when he runs. We've already touched that on that True. on today's show. Billy Young I'm not reading your answer. Uh, Jimbo <laughs> I will now. <laughs> no, it's, not, not I, on the air. I got confused. I got confused as to why oh. why it was phrased the way it was. Okay. Jimbo was most frustrated by the snap that went like twenty feet in the air. It seems like there's at least one bad snap a game. I would rather listen to Jarrett sing for two hours. Oh wait a minute, Jimbo. No, you're gonna no. get what you ask for. Yeah, yeah especially you. Yeah. Be careful. Don't ask for that. Don't because you will get it. Indeed. And then this was a great tweet from Thomas. Most frustrating play in the game yesterday, Thomas responds, we have been watching the exact same game for a year now. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh Final question. Uh, The Cardinals debut on Hard Knocks in season is, what, two days away now? So we... Might be painful for some Cardinals fans to watch, but it certainly won't be boring. We are asking what TV show or movie will the Cardinals version of Hard Knocks in season most resemble? What? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have that question in front of me. What, what movie? movie will Hard Knocks most resemble? Yes. Armageddon. Disaster movies is what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's what we're going. <laughs> the Poseidon yeah. Adventure. Towering Inferno. Titanic. Don't look up. <laughs> Titanic, that's a good one. What about Weekend at Bernie's? Starting starring Bernie Kingsbury. Okay. It's just kid. Bernie. Uh, dumb and Dumber, says John Inman. But he adds, I'm just not sure who is dumb and who is dumber. Which which guy's wearing the orange tuxedo with the ruffles? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
We have a Groundhog Day Yeah, Groundhog submission. Day. That's a great one. Just Saying says, you guys should change your open and rejoin music on Big Red Mondays to I Got You, Babe. And then, and then a gif of him banging the alarm clock. <laughs> I like that. Uh, the uh-huh. Benny Hill theme song submits Louis Sean's. Uh, Matt McKenzie says the Cardinals' appearance on Hard Knocks in season will most resemble the old game show Press Your Luck. I sit here watching the games, praying for no whammy, no whammy, and then yelling stop. And the offense usually stops. Yeah. Jimmy from Philly uh, says the rest of the development, specifically the scene where Job says... I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bix Burner submits, not Dan Bickley's Burner, but somebody who called their uh, Twitter Uh-oh. account Bix Burner. Better pay for that $8, That's Dan. right. He writes in, remember? I'm not paying eight cents, Jerry. <laughs> Is it marked parody? Because that's the key, apparently. Yeah. That's funny. Again, Bix Burner writes in, remember how the VHS for Titanic was split into two tapes? Yeah, just that second tape will do. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Yikes. Ouch, people! Oh, thanks to everybody who chimed in on yeah. social studies. Hopefully, well done. Hopefully we've been a bit therapeutic for you today, either on the air or on social. Uh, thank you, Sarah. I don't feel any better. I don't no. know about you. Absolutely not. No, we should have no brought pillows feels... to scream yeah, into. No, the, right. listen, the, the, this is beyond primal scream therapy. Yeah. Cardinal fans, there's, there's one thing that will make them happy, and we all know what that is. Winning? Well, no. <laughs> Text Devils to 62620 for your chance to win VIP field and tailgate passes to see ASU take on Oregon State. Courtesy of Bar S, that's uh, Devils to 62620. Coming up next, we'll get back into the play with two forward passes. Revolutionary or frustrating? Yeah. <laughs> we got to laugh, don't we? Spickly Murata mornings on this big red Monday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Wide receiver screen to the left. Caught by Dorch and now he throws it far side to Connor. Caught at the 30, 35. Breaks the tackle, gets the first down. Past the 40 to the 42. It was a backwards pass to the left to Dorch and then a forward pass to the far right side of the field to James Connor on third and 17. They get 18 yards. Illegal forward pass. Yeah. Offense. Both passes were forward during the play. That's a five-yard penalty. Lost it down. Fourth down. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to see that be a lateral, but unfortunately it went forward, and, um, you know, James made a great move and um, just didn't work out for it. It's kind of... uh Summary of the game. It was, it was little things that were close, but we didn't get it done. Summary of the game is right. Cliff Kingsbury commenting on the weird third and 17 play. It looked like it uh, had worked, but didn't seem right yeah. even in real time. No. Turns out Kyler Murray threw the ball forward. Greg Dortch threw the ball forward. And Kyler says, yeah, Greg's got to throw that backwards. <laughs> got to count on the wide receiver to make the 40-yard throw across the field and pinpoint accuracy, but behind the line of scrimmage. Okay, this is just so, all of this is just so asinine. Again, from the circumstance to the desperation of it to the utter confusion on the way the play was supposed to be operated. Kyler Murray, after the game left, flat out said, Greg, what a dorch is to blame. That's on him. That's on him. He's the one who's got to throw it backwards. I've never seen a trick play run like that before. But even 
again, branching out one play, yes, but even on a trick play where two players throw the ball, Bick, yeah. it's designed for those throws not to go down the field. Yeah. Just across the field. Let's say it was a lateral first to Greg Dortch, and then he throws another lateral or a short pass across the field. Everything's horizontal. Everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Listen, I, I know that. I, I, I agree with you. On that subject, here's Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I mean, we, we you know want to push it down the field more, there's no doubt. A lot of times we're in, like I said, second and long, and they're playing two shell, and so it's hard to take those shots when, when they're playing too high and um, keeping everything in front. Um, here's another just structural issue. Mm-hmm. If this is your philosophy and you're going to be so agreeable to what defenses want to do against you, why in the world are you paying DeAndre Hopkins $27 million a year? And Why, why did DeAndre world? Hopkins get one target in the last 29 minutes of the game? Listen, right, and why in the world would you sacrifice draft capital on a guy like Robbie Anderson for his speed to take the top off of the defense when you never throw the ball downfield? I looked at the snap counts. You know Robbie Anderson played 53 snaps yesterday? Wow. Wow. For negative four yards. If you watched the Tennessee Titans last night, and this came up late in the game, Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico were talking about it. Uh, it was a strange game in that Tennessee started a quarterback and Malik Willis making his first start. Mm-hmm. Um, their wide receivers did not have a catch in that game. A game that went to overtime. But the way they've structured their team is like, we know who, we know our identity. We're going to be a, a pounded-out running team with mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, and that's the way they play the game. The Cardinals are stocking their roster with all these downfield receiving threats. But again, because the defense has such a great plan every week, everything is horizontal or dumped underneath. It's, it's the most. It's so frustrating said, to watch. You said something earlier that I can't get out of my head. That if it, so, you've got a you've got a head coach who, if he gets off schedule, he's toast, and you get a quarterback who's best when he's off script. Those two do not align. Secondarily. The way this offense is designed, you don't need a $230 million quarterback running it. No. Colt McCoy is perfectly capable to throw screen passes. It's it, uh, it's just it's just such a debacle. Yeah, listen, uh it's really a shame. It, it's it's a shame because it, when this team was 7 and 0, you thought this is unbelievable. We are going to be in the Super Bowl game for the next decade to come. They are seven and thirteen since that time. Seven and thirteen. And a lot of those games are just as bad as they look on paper. It's it and so what is it? It well to me it's it's an NFL that once the Cardinals got to seven and zero, extra brain power across the league was put into trying to stop them. You saw what the Seahawks did yesterday, and they had a real coherent plan in terms of generating pressure and controlling the the edges. And and yeah, when was the last time the Cardinals threw one of these wide receiver screens that worked? They threw one yesterday that DeAndre Hopkins was was in charge of blocking. I think it was for Rond- was it Rondale Moore? And the, I mean, the thing just got blown up. Yeah. And it was a momentum screeching play. Yeah, it was. Um, the Cardinals 
Cardinals' longest pass play yesterday covered 22 yards. That was yeah. the touchdown to Hopkins. That pass went four yards in the air. Yeah, and then he just ran. Yeah. It, not like they caught him in stride or anything either. He I caught just, it, he turned, and he ran. I just don't know how you could run a trick play like that. And again, it caught everybody by surprise because it was so visually jarring to see two forward passes in a row. Your brain had to think for a minute, what's wrong with this play? Because it was just so asinine. And, and, and to hear Kyler Murray think it was one thing and then Cliff Kingsbury say, say, well, you'd like to see a lateral there. Well, he didn't say a lateral from which player. That the, the, again, here's what Kyler Murray oh, said. Okay. No, no, no. Dorch has got to throw it backwards. Yeah, I mean, same thing happened last year in the playoffs against the Rams. You know, worked out, but can't pass it forward. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to see that be a lateral, but unfortunately it went forward, and, um, you know, James made a great move and um, just didn't work out for it. It's kind of a summary of the game. It was it was little things that were close, but we didn't get it done. Again, he doesn't identify which pass, but I took it as the Dorch play. Like, But that's, like, again... What a what a silly way to design a play, as you've pointed out, to, make, to throw a pass forward and then have to throw it backwards across the entire field? That's insane. You're not going to pick up anything that way. That's That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, again, starting with your quarterback and the shotgun to a stationary wide receiver who's on the line of scrimmage, he would have to sprint back five to six yards to catch a lateral first. <laughs> Because you, it, it's really hard to throw a lateral there in that situation from the shotgun so, position. So with all the miscommunication in this offense, explain to me again. You could hear it when Kyle Vandenbosch was talking about this. Isn't it really reckless to have walkthroughs on Wednesday and Veterans Days off and chopping Thursday's practices down to a bare minimum to, to 70 minutes? Isn't that counterintuitive? Isn't that counterproductive? Yes, because when you hear on Sundays, we got to practice better. <laughs> and again, that that's that's when it sounds like to me like a head coach is like somebody please fire me. I feel like you, I'm taking crazy pills. You hear we got to practice better, but then the next answer you hear, well, I don't know what went wrong because practice was so great this week. It's such I don't a great know why it's not practice. translating. Know, yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. No, none of it does. Well, we're going to get some practice footage available to us on Wednesday night. I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming. We think. Uh, you text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, it's Monday. we got to hand out some hardware. We'll do it here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. We are screaming it out on this Big Red Monday here on Bickley Emirata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website now, ArizonaSports.com, to take a look at today's poll question. Of course, reacting to yesterday's loss for the Cardinals to the Seahawks. After the Cardinals' loss yesterday, guys, has the ship sailed on the Cardinals making the playoffs? Yes, 3-6 and six is too deep of a hole. Or no, the NFC is still wide open. It's- it's, uh, it's hard to say definitively, but I would say that my instinct is that, yeah, that this is too high of a mountain to climb. I don't have the same difficulty saying it definitively. Like Troutman from First Blood. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Uh, Nothing is over! <laughs> oh, it's over, Johnny. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay, 94% of our voters also definitively say, yeah, it's over. No mas. 6% still have their hopes high. Or 
existing at least. <laughs> or at least. We're not dead Alive, yet. Alive, yeah. yeah. Right. Three games behind the Seahawks. <laughs> Before we get into, well, never mind. Oh, you can mention it here. There All has right. been a coach firing in the NFL this morning. Frank Reich shown the door by the Indianapolis wow. Colts. Kind of surprising. Kind of surprising. Why? They've been a huge disappointment. <laughs> Are you surprised because I, they made the switch at quarterback? Yeah, and I, I thought they that he had sort of more goodwill there. No. Did you see? Well, th- that's a team that collapsed down the stretch last year. Yeah. Hmm. Coincidence? Hmm. Uh, thank you, Sarah. That's today's Sanderson hmm. Ford poll question yeah. on ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Handing out the hardware. Hardware, it's our version of the awards show. We do it here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Mondays. It's brought to you by Revitalize. Make changes that can last a lifetime uh, with Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize. Proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. Uh, who wants to hand out the first award this week? I'll go first. All right, Vic. The You Don't Need That Southern Accent No More Award giving to Brian Kelly, the LSU head coach who finally beat Nick Saban in Alabama. Did so with a very gutsy two-point conversion attempt in overtime that Jaden Daniels... Jaden Daniels was sensational, by the way, and, and we talked about this earlier. I couldn't help but watch that game and not see failure written all over ASU's program under Herm Edwards. Because uh, that kid was so dynamic, and he's got so much talent, and they just squandered it. Yeah, I mean, so I was happy for Jaden Daniels, but what a moment that was in Death Valley. Holy smokes. I had the same feelings you did. Um, my feelings on the ASU side of it went further. It turns out running an offense from 1947 in 2021 is not a great idea. Uh, it turns out that putting a harness on a player like Jaden Daniels is not a great Thank idea. You. It turns out putting a harness on a player like Elijah Badger, not a great idea. Um, thankfully, those days are in the rearview mirror, but yeah. it doesn't make it less frustrating no. for ASU fans. And congratulations to Jaden Daniels, yes. who was a very he was a lightning rod for a lot of frustration for ASU fans. But it wasn't all his fault, Sun Devils. And you can't hate on him for leaving after what he did Saturday no. night. Nope. Uh, my first award is the Aging Like a Fine Milk Award, and I'm giving it to former Tennessee Vols quarterback Eric Ainge, who's now a talk show host. Uh, leading up to Tennessee, Georgia, between the hedges on Saturday, Eric Ainge tweeted, Playing between the hedges is overrated. Not that loud and definitely not intimidating. It's nothing like playing in Neyland. Vols will be just fine in Athens. 26 false start penalties later. <laughs> you want to talk about a team that yeah. looked discombobulated dealing with crowd yeah. noise. Holy moly. George is really, really good. The, uh, the decibel level in Athens, I don't know if you saw it, they were apparently, apparently that stadium was, they were ready for that football game. Yes. And uh, to shut down that high-powered offense, Hendon Hooker and the uh, Volunteers didn't didn't do much in that game. No. Now Eric Gaines did come out afterwards and say, all right, great game to the, to the Bulldogs. They were ready to go. But why give them the extra fuel going in? I don't know. You know, everything ends up on a bulletin board these days. Jarrett, what do you got? The Temper Pediculous Award goes to furniture magnate and mattress salesman Mattress Mac, who on a $10 million bet before the playoffs started won $75 million betting on the Houston Astros to win the entire World Series. It was the largest single bet made in history. 
And uh, the second time, he's he's made a huge bet, and he got paid out tremendously. Now, this is not directed towards you, Jarrett, um, because this was everywhere over the weekend. But raise your hands if you're tired of hearing about Mattress Max betting exploits. We get it, dude. You're rich. The most interesting thing about Mattress Max during the series was him walking the concourse in Philly after the Phillies won a game and him telling several members of the Phillies fan base, blank you, right? Yeah. The oh, yeah. <laughs> he's also only 71. He looks like he's 171. Really? He does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently that mattress. Now he's got enough this. money to finally buy that time machine. Yep. Congratulations, Mattress Mac. Oh, man. Congratulations are in order for Kansas football as well. This is the We're a Football School Award. Going to the Kansas Jayhawks. They are bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. Uh, They beat Oklahoma State 37-16 on Saturday. The goalposts went down. uh, But the best part here... Maybe it was two, three weeks ago. Do you guys remember in hardware when we discussed Tennessee's goalpost going down yep. and then the university posting a GoFundMe to replace them? Yep. Kansas posted a photo on Twitter uh, later Saturday night of goalposts up in the stadium with the caption, no GoFundMe needed. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's Spicy. pretty good. Yeah. All right, the dysfunction award I'm going to give to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Out of the blue, I don't know why I saw this. Did you see that possession over the weekend when Anthony Edwards just stood there with his hands on his hips? I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll send you the clip. It's quite oh, something. There was a similar possession yeah, for the Golden are State. So fragile. Yeah, there was a the similar possession for the Golden State Warriors. Did you see that one? I James that one. Wiseman set this really half-hearted screen oh, for no. Steph Curry and then just kind of backed and was posting his guy up and was shaking his head that he wasn't getting the ball. Curry's like, I'm not giving you the ball. <laughs> Lazy scream uh, like that. How about uh, that? My last award is the Long Live Arena Football League Award, and I'm giving it to SMU and Houston, two teams who lit up the scoreboard Saturday. SMU won the game 77-63. to SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai completed 28 of 37 for 379 yards. And, oh, by the way, nine touchdown passes, seven in the first half. Clayton Toon of Houston threw for 527 yards and seven touchdowns and lost. And maybe even more crazy than that is Toon is the 10th quarterback in FBS since 2000, so the last 22 seasons, to throw seven or more touchdown passes and lose a game. Wow. (laughs) Holy cow. Defense optional that night. My last award is the This is a Bad Trip Man Award, and it goes to Aaron Rodgers, the (laughs) ayahuasca enthusiast, who has lost five games in a row, including an absolutely embarrassing loss to the worst team in the NFL, the Detroit Lions, in which he threw essentially three red zone interceptions. The Packers are now three and six, and looking way, way up in the division at the Vikings. All right, my final award. This is the four more years, or at least one more year. It goes to Diana Taurasi. <laughs> she is 40 years old. She'll turn 41 next summer, about a month into the season. But on Saturday, she told Nick King of Arizona's family that she is coming back to Phoenix for her 19th season with the Mercury, which I was honestly a little bit surprised by. And she said she is ready to bring another championship to the Valley. She told Nick King, you know, I started working out. So the minute I start working out, that means I'm all in. 
I'm ready to bring another championship here. I think if she was going to go out, though, she would have joined. I mean, Sue Bird, Sylvia Fowles are both calling it calling it a careers after last year. Yeah. I think she would have been part of that group if she really yeah. intended to. The Mercury were just such a dumpster fire last season. And the that way I was like, you really want to come back se- with it? The way her season ended, though, she didn't want to go out like that. Yeah, that yeah. is true. A lot of injury last year. Uh, so there's, And by the way, back to the Packers thing. You'll all be glad to know that uh, the Packers were so bad yesterday. How bad were they? My streak, my quest for a perfect season oh. in Survivor Series is over. Oh, that's right. By the Detroit Lions. By the Lions. I picked the Packers. Thanks a lot, Rodgers. <laughs> Thanks, Rodgers. Toad licker. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't lick the toad. That's hardware uh, brought to you by Revitalize. Coming up, some big red crosstalk with Stop Wolf and Luke. Stop licking your toes, ferret. <laughs> That's next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Yeah, we always end our show and uh, tune up the next guys for their show. Wolf and Luke are on from 10 to 2 here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings on this Big Red Monday. Cardinals lose 31-21. Guys, good morning. Uh, I want to start with kind of a conceptual uh, question with you. Uh, There's been a meme on uh, social media for years. There's a guy sitting outside with a card table set up, and he's got a sign hanging from the front of his table that says something like, uh, you know, in this instance, it would say, the Arizona Cardinals are done for 2022. Change my mind. Can, can, can either one of you change my mind? Uh, I'm going to go first, Wolf, because you may have a better chance of changing their mind. I, I can't. I, I really can't. I, I, you know, I'm already trying to figure out what the motivation is against the Rams. You're still in this. You can take the Rams out, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they haven't strung two wins together in so long, guys, that right now I think the focus is just on winning a game and turning things around. But they, they haven't looked like a team lately that can string two really good drives together, let alone the four or five straight wins it would take to truly get back in this. And you guys know that I am the eternal optimist, okay? But once again, I think it's reasonable to say that the next two weeks, um, this is it. These are must-win situations right now for the Cardinals. I I think this three-week window, we were talking about it. You had to win two of them. You absolutely had to win two of them to have any type of reasonable chance going forward. Um, The most winnable game to me was the Seattle Seahawks game at home. That was the most winnable game to me. Now, you're going to have to go the hard road. But the next two weeks, guys, should clarify your point and your meme. Uh, Kyler Murray's performance yesterday, uh, look, there's so much that's still horizontal about this offense. He had a season-low five yards per attempt, uh, which is saying something because he's at the bottom of quarterback's yards per attempt. Is this just all design? Is this Kyler Murray? Where he's delivering the ball? How much does the offensive line factor into all of it? Is it a big stew of a mess? I mean, how do you break it down? I think it's the last thing, honestly. I mean, it's there are certain elements of this whole equation that are more frustrating than others, and I'll 100% grant you that. But I think it is a lot of different things. I, I think they've become predictable on offense. I, I I don't think Kyler has gotten better this year. I don't know that he's gone backwards. I don't think he's getting better. They have injuries. Uh, they don't seem to come out and start these games with a sense of urgency, except yesterday, but then they didn't have it seemingly after that on offense. I just think it's a lot of different things, which is why it seems so difficult to me that they're going to flip a switch here because it's not, hey, just fix this one thing. Well, and they 
they keep talking about how they just have to practice better. And as Kyle Vandenbosch pointed out this morning, they, they, they don't even emphasize practicing. They're doing walkthroughs on Wednesday. They cut off practice times on Thursday. Those ideas don't seem to be all that much in alignment. No, you're you're right about that, Danny, and that's where it's going to start. It's going to start uh, the tempo of practice, and maybe you should throw some pads on at practice, and maybe the intensity level, you can start yelling at practice and things of that nature. I mean, the urgency, of course, is something that the Cardinals have got to they've got to tap into over the next two weeks. I think we saw it in the first quarter. They came out, guys, I thought they played the best quarter, first quarter of football uh, the entire season. Offensively, defensively, and in transition, I thought they came out. The urgency was there in that first quarter, and then it dissipated from that point on. What teams are doing, they're forcing the Arizona Cardinals to throw the ball in front of them. That's what teams are doing. It's something that's sweeping the NFL for the most part, Mm -hmm. but a especially with Kyler Murray. They're rushing four, sometimes five, and they go ahead and they try to keep everything in front of them. It's one of the reasons why, guys, you got to be capable of running the ball if you have to run the ball. You, you, you have to be capable of exploiting whatever the defense is trying to do to you, exploiting the weakness of that defense. And if you can't run the ball when you've got two safeties high and it's first and ten and suddenly you're getting stuck at the line of scrimmage, well, you've got issues. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating topic, and I'm not dismissing the point on the running game, which the Cardinals cannot rely on their running game, uh, you know, in the traditional sense between the tackles at all. But this trend defensively, Wolf, what's happening in the NFL, everybody, you know, keeping everything in front of them, and you hear it, you know, all over the league. We have to take what the defense gives us. Is that not, I'll, I'll, to me, that's also counterintuitive to paying a wide receiver as talented as DeAndre Hopkins $27 million a year if you're just going to take what the defense gives you. At some point, don't you have to say, hey, we're going to take what we want or at least attempt to take what we want? Yeah, you know, I love the attempt to take what we want right there. At some point in time, you've got to throw the ball down the field. You've got to, you've got to call. They're called cold shots. That's, that's on every play caller's list, called shots. But you got to remember, guys, that the quarterback is reading coverage on that as well. And the quarterback is the one that decides yes. whether or not you actually want to throw the ball down the field. And yeah, they're they're running some deep routes down the field, but Kyler Murray, for the most part, is not throwing the ball down the field. No. And that's a problem. Where did you what do you what did you guys make of that trick play that they <laughs> attempted? Because even during the broadcast, it, it, it just the the visuals of it, we all knew there was something wrong with the play. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't quite know what it was. And, yes. and, and there seemed to be a lot of confusion as to how that play was supposed to be executed. I I mean, did did they really want Greg Dorch to throw the ball 40 yards backwards? <laughs> that that was, you just described it right there, Bick. Like, when it happened, I was like, wow, that doesn't feel legal. But if it is, right. they, I guess maybe they should have done that earlier this season. <laughs> right. yeah. If you're going right. to invent rules, go ahead. <laughs> what, what was stunning about it was it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it actually worked and then it, until it didn't. Of course, and the officials got that right. It could have been a lot worse, though. I mean, for for what you ultimately got out of it, the the potential risk of it just getting picked off and run back the other way. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, when when that happened, I was like, okay, thankfully that worked, but I I don't ever need to see it again. I'm surprised you guys don't want to talk. About
talk about Cam Johnson getting hurt or Jeremy Grant traveling or ASU giving up 50. It was such a great sports weekend. Oh, yo, yeah, dynamite, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, congratulations, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> Appreciate you, you. We'll be listening. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's weekly visit with uh, Wolf and Luke today as well as they're down at the Arizona, uh, Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Thanks uh, to Kyle Vandenbosch for joining us. Great stuff from Kyle, as always. And thanks to you for hanging out. We'll do it again tomorrow morning on what will not be a Big Red Monday, but a medium-sized Tuesday. (laughs) That's a good name for a band. (laughs) I like it. MST. Uh, Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.